Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Now, as you get the stone, you hear it, you, you, you chisel it, you know, you get it to the right dimensions and everything. So it's perfect. It is then you now move it to the temple site. So that in the temple site, here this, there was no noise. Give a lot of clap offering somebody. A glorious church. No spot, blemish or wrinkle or any sort of thing. Be all of one mind. Having the same thoughts, having the same mind, having the same judgment. There will be no disagreement. There will be no friction. You won't hear any noise in the perfect church. No strife. Because they're all going to have the same mind. Because they would have been prepared before they are brought to the temple site. As we speak now, God is preparing those stones. Some are ready. Some are ready, ready. And some are ready at the temple site. So upon this rock, I will build my church. Some are being made prepared right as we speak now. Because it's going to be a glorious church that people have never seen the like before. No noise. Give me that scripture. I think it's in, is it First Kings? Give it to me. Thank you. Oh, excellent. Chapter 6, verse 7. Very good. And the house, I didn't hear you. I did not hear you. And the house, when it was in building, was built of stone, made ready. I didn't hear you. Before it was brought thither, so that there was neither hammer or axe or any tool or of iron heard in the house while it was in building. Give the Lord a super clap offering. This is being fulfilled and will yet be fulfilled. As God is preparing this perfect church, this glorious church, this Solomon church, this Solomon temple, if you like, you know, God is getting people, you know, and bringing them, you know, God, first of all, he, he works on them. That when they are ready with the right dimensions, he brings them. You will find another scripture that that some of them were 10 cubits. Some of them were 8 cubits. 10 cubits stands for 7 plus 3, which is perfect and complete. 8 cubits stands for new beginnings. So there will be those who are complete. And then you have those who are of new beginnings, which is, speaks of the borrowed anointing. So God's going to bring them together to build the church. It's going to be a glorious church. There will be nothing like it after it, after God has finished this work. Glory be to God. Now, another very important point, you know, is that the, uh, <clears throat> this church, this, this, this temple... As, as, they, as, they, as they continue to build it, they did something that's very, 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 very significant. Very important. He, they, they brought in the wood that Hiram and the, from, from Lebanon, you know. And what they did was that they would now put gold. Gold on top of the wood. So that the whole house was paneled with gold. Let me see. There's a scripture there. I think it's in 
chapter 6. Yes. Look at, uh, thank you, Jesus. Yes, verse 21. Chapter 6, verse 21. So Solomon, I didn't hear you. Am I talking to anybody here this afternoon? Give me a wave offering if you're still around. If you're still on my side, give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. So Solomon overlaid the house within, with everybody scream it. Say it again. Say it again. And he made a partition by the chains of gold before the oracle. And he overlaid it with what? With what? And the whole house. I didn't hear you. He overlaid with what? Until he had finished all the house. Also, the whole altar that was by the oracle, he overlaid with what? Gold is a type of the divine nature. It's one of the reasons why God has been teaching us like scriptures all these years. Everything was going to be covered with gold. Even though, watch this passage, it was wood. The human nature. Human being still in the flesh, but overlaid with gold. The divine nature. Are you listening to me? This is the glorious church. This is the glorious church that God is building using Solomon as a type here. So they, they, they build it. Now another thing about this church, about this, uh, this is that it takes seven years to build. Look at uh, 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 chapter 6, and then look at verse 14, I think it is. Yeah, Solomon built the house and finished it. But if you go to the first verse, yes. We're going to look at verse 1, and then we're going to look at verse 38. It says, and it came to pass, oh, I didn't hear you, that in the 480th year, you know, God is very particular. God was counting. <laughs> Don't let me go there. In the 480th year, I didn't hear you. After the children were come out of the land of Egypt, in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, ah, I just got another rev. Hallelujah. You know, for his balance. It took four years to balance him and get him established in the kingdom. The first year he got rid of all the Joabs and the Adonijas and the Shimeis and all of that. He got the wisdom of God and all of that. So all that was preparation. Now he's settled. Now he can build a temple. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody. Oh, glory to God. In the fourth year, I didn't hear you, of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month of Ziph, which is the second month, he began to build the house of the Lord. Now, and then it gives all the details and all of that, which we've seen some of them. Then let's go back to, the, to verse 38. 37 and 38. In the fourth year, is a repetition of verse 1, was the, was the foundation of the house of the Lord laid in the month of Ziph. And in the eleventh year, I didn't hear you, in the month of Bull, which is the eighth month, was the house finished throughout all the parts thereof, according to all the fashion of it. So he was how many years in building it? But it's not just seven years, it's seven years and six months. <laughs> so where did I see that before? 
David became king over Israel, over Hebron alone. And he did not become king over all of Israel until seven and a half years later. Exactly. Exactly. Now, what does that say to us today prophetically? What's going to happen is that the foundation, the foundation of the temple is the apostles and the prophets. We know that from the book of Ephesians. These are these great stones. Some of them 10 cubits, some of them 8 cubits. You know, those of you who have, you know, uh, 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 Engineer Okore is here and, you know, uh, Shay and uh, Digi, are not, they're not in church because they traveled. You know, but if you want to build a foundation, you always have two stones. You have one big one, then you have one, it's called a corner. That's how you lay the foundation, you know. So, in laying the foundation of the, watch this, this is, Pastor Buji, this is electric. God is laying the foundation of the church by using the apostolic and the prophetic. And when he's going to do, what's going to happen is this. The, the, manifest, the, 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 the power of the Spirit without measure is going to come upon the apostles and the prophets and their sons and those people who are following after them would be, you know, the, the, the apostles and prophets would be like the ten, 10 cubits. The prophets and the people with the buried anointing would be like the 8 cubits. That anointing is going to come with this fulfillment of the Feast of Tabernacles. Once it starts, the foundation starts getting laid. It's not been built. It's not been finished yet. But it starts getting laid. And it's going to start attracting people to the church. But you can't just come in like that. When, 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 as God begins to draw you, we will first of all take you to the quarry. Then we will chisel you. All the rough edges. We have to get correct revelation. Correct understanding. When God is satisfied that you are okay, then he will now bring you to the temple site and put you in your place. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. This is what is just ahead of us. So, Pastor, how do you know? You cannot lay the foundation on except on the apostles and the prophets and the full apostolic anointing, which has not, we haven't seen it yet. Don't mind all the people who are calling themselves apostles. <laughs> Apostle is not by mouth, it's not by title, it's by anointing. The spirit without measure. Jesus, Jesus is the apostle and high priest of our profession. When you get to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and you inherit the same anointing Jesus had, then you enter that apostolic ministry. Glory be to God and the prophetic. And then those under them, the, 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 the James and the Johns and the Peters, you know, the, the, those are the eight cubits. Then the ones, the, 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 the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, those are the ten cubits. Then God brings them together, lays the foundation, and he starts building the church. He starts building the church. Brings in people, you know, when they bring them in, we take them to the quarry. The, the quarry is where you, know, where you do foundations of faith, you do all of that. You start walking in those things. You start practicing it. You practice, 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 practice. And all those rough edges are chipped off. And then God said, yeah, this one, this way will fit. Boom, put him in. Put him in. So that until we have a glorious church. Are you listening to me? Oh my God, help me today. Hallelujah. So, 
like I said, I'm not going to finish. What I'm going to do today, I'm going to finish with the temple. Then next week, we're now going to look at Solomon. And the, I don't like that part, but I have to preach it. It's in the God's word, which is the bad part of, you know, Solomon's mistake and all the rubbish that he did. But let's stay with this good part. So to, to, to finish the temple, God is first of all going to have the foundation. These great and costly stones. Then he's going to now anoint them with the spirit without measure. Then he's going to attract other ones. He's going to purify them. Then bring them in and he will start building the church. And build the temple. When it is finished, it will take about seven years. It's doubled twice. Hebron to Jerusalem is seven and a half years. This building of this temple is seven and a half years. It's not accidental. When the, the church is going to go through, uh, I've preached this to you many times, it's going to go through a universal tr persecution, not tribulation. During that time, it's going to be about seven and a half years. About seven years. You know, when the, the initial anointing comes and everything, people will be happy. They'll get healed, delivered. You know, then... Judgment will also come. Then they get angry with us. They will fight us. You know, uh, the Bible says, you know, you, you'll be hated of all nations. It's like a trial of tribulation. It's not the tri it's not the tribulation, but it's a kind of you know the time of Jacob's trouble. We're going to have some trouble in the church. You know, all this time the church is being built. The church is being built. The church is being built without anointing, with the spirit without measure. All of this is immediately ahead of us. The good news is that. In about seven years, it will finish. What is a finished church? Is what we've got to close with. What is a finished church? A perfect church. A perfect leadership. A totally submitted followership. You know, that is, now watch this. Perfecting the love of God. And I use the present tense expression i've shared this before you know god knows everybody will not be perfect at the same time god's not stupid god knows that everybody can be perfect you know in terms of you know all the sin nature is out and everything no 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 you know that's why you're going to find inside the church you're going to see the wood you will see the cedar not everybody's stone some people are wood but Overlaid with gold. <laughs> Give the Lord a clap offering. Scripture. How good and how pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the anointing that is on the head of Aaron. That goes down his beard. Right all his garments. Right down. The whole church is going to have the divine nature. He said, for there has God commanded the blessing. Even Zoe. Life forevermore. It's going to happen. You know, when you look at the church, you think, how can this thing ever be? This is how it's going to be. He will begin with the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Then he will start bringing in the stones. They will bring in the wood, you know. And then they will start, you know, using gold to overlay them. The divine nature will overlay them. Hallelujah. So, how do you perfect the church? The blood, the word, and the spirit. You perfect it by the blood, the word, and the spirit. 
as we you know, use the blood of God, the blood of Jesus rather, the, the word of God, the life of God, you know, and then the power of the Holy Spirit praying in tongues. You see, you watch this. You need to be perfecting the love of God before you become perfect. To perfect the love of God means to allow the love of God to run its full course. So every day, the love of God should go from your spirit to your will, your mind, your emotions, your body, your circumstance. Every day. And as it does that, it gradually perfects you. The condition... Oh God, this is, this is, good. This is good stuff. The condition for the rapture is not perfection. If it was... Only maybe a few people will go. Which is not the will of God. That's why he said, watch and pray always. That you may be accounted worthy to escape. So the condition for escaping is watching and praying always. It's not being perfect. So when you watch and pray always, what are you doing? You are perfecting the love of God. You're praying every six hours in between frequent tongues. You know, everybody who is fully submitted to the leadership will be doing that. They may not be perfect. They may still, you know, make mistakes and there, but they confess it immediately, remove it with the blood, you know, take life, you know, pray in tongues and all of that. So, you, when you look at that church, when you look at that collective church, you're going to see a glorious church. Not as if they don't have problems or, or things will not happen, but they are taken care of almost instantly. So, you don't see any blemish or spot or wrinkle. I've used this illustration before, you know. If you go to some of the toilets in England, maybe like in uh, Heathrow, it's always clean. It doesn't mean people don't use it. But they have, you'll see a roaster there at the back of the door. You always say, they, are, they, clean, they clean those toilets like every hour. You know? So you, 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 know, you just get there, you find that the toilet is clean. Somebody's just used it, but somebody, they've already cleaned it. They, they, they spray the place with perfume and everything. So the place is always clean. So it's going to be the church. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit. What? Perfecting. Observe, it's not perfected. It's perfecting. I would say perfecting. 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 It's present continuous. The, the, that work of perfection is an ongoing process. Now, i got to say this before I close. You know, people will be coming and getting born again. They go to the quarry, get them ready, push them inside the church. Nobody will come into that church. Now, the rest of the body of Christ is going to be there. The rest of the churches, you know, when you're talking about the church now, you're talking about, you know, the whole of the body of Christ. But, in the body of Christ, the Bible says some 30, some 60, some 100. The Bible says, you know, in a great house there are many vessels. Gold and silver, then wood and earth, precious stones. Uh, it's choices for each person to make, you know. But they will, it's not everybody who will be there. It will be the will of God for everybody to be there. Don't misunderstand me. But it's not everybody who will make the consecration and make the dedication and, and make the, you know, the, the submission and all the things that are necessary to be a part of it. So you're going to have, you know, you're going to have the glorious church. Then you're going to have the rest of the church will also be there. That is why, stand to your feet. We've got to, we've got to close. Glory be to God. 
Hallelujah. This stuff is wonderful. That is why there's going to be a first flight, a second flight, and a third flight. The first flight is just before the tribulation. The glorious church, you know, who escaped all of these things. The second flight is going to be mid-tribulation, which did this in the book of Revelation, you know, which, you know, the two witnesses, and they go up in a cloud, of wit, you know, in a cloud to heaven. The third flight is when Jesus returns and he picks up his elect from all the four sons of the earth. You know, so what you need to do now, this is how it applies to you and I now, is to understand what is happening prophetically and plug in. You know, so that you can start preparing yourself. You know, start perfecting the love of God every day. Not perfect yet, but start perfecting the love of God. Every day, the blood, the word, the spirit. The blood, the word, and the spirit. And they are constantly working in your system. You know, with that, you can come into the church, into the glorious church. Let me use that word expression. What I call the glorious church, the perfect church. You know. And then you'll be overlaid with gold. And you'll be a part of that glorious church. You don't have to be perfect, perfect. But you have to start, you have to have started perfecting. So many will do that. Some will not. That's the sad thing about this thing. But it's their choice. It's not, it's not that God is not exclusive. God doesn't say, oh, is these people special people? There's no special people. All of us are the people of God. But everybody makes a decision. This way, this message is very, very important. Where you're going to be. You can decide you will be a part of that glorious church. You can decide, you know, um, you don't want to be that. No, no, that's a wrong decision, but you can make it. Hence, the scripture tells us prophetically. You know what it says? It says that the kingdom of God in the end time will be likened unto ten virgins. All of them are virgins. All of them are born again. But five were wise and five were foolish. Observe. The wise ones that had oil in their vessels. That is, they had the life of God operating not only in their spirit because they are perfecting the love of God every day. They are having it flow from spirit, soul, body on a daily basis. Those are the wise virgins those are the ones that enter in with the bridegroom to the feast. The five foolish ones don't enter. It doesn't mean they go to hell. No. Far from it. They don't go to hell at all. But they're going to go through a lot of problems. Which could be avoided by taking heed to these prophetic messages. I know these messages are not popular. But, you know, I really don't care. I mean, I love you and I care for you. Don't misunderstand me. When I say I don't care, I don't care your opinion. That's what I mean. Not that I don't care about you. I care about you. But I don't care what your opinion is. Because we cannot change the word of God for you. That's why, can you imagine the amount of chapters God dedicated to the building of Solomon's temple? Why? Because it was going to be a picture of the perfect church. Went down to the dimensions. Ten cubits. The wood. Overlaid with gold, you know, it was prepared in the quarry without. There was no noise. Why? Why all that detail? Because he's speaking to us today. 
as I speak now, the foundations of the temples are being prepared. Some of them are already ready. Others are being getting ready. And when the time comes, the spirit without measure from heaven will come upon them. Once it comes, the foundation is laid. Then the next thing now, we start to bring it in. And then the church will start. In seven years, you will have a perfect church. A perfect leadership. A totally submitted followership. And every day, new people will be coming. And they will have their place. And that church will now begin its work. It will, uh, oh, is Isaiah 2. It says, and, 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 and the house of the Lord will be exalted above all hills and all nations will flow into it. And they will say, let us go to the house of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. You know, for he will, out of, out, out of Jerusalem will go forth the law. He will teach us his law out of Zion, you know, and, and, and people are going to come from all over the whole place. You know, they will come and see the ability of the mind of Christ like they've never seen before. The Bible says, and the, and, and, and the fame of Solomon went throughout the whole earth. We're going to see that next week. The queen of Sheba comes. When she comes, the Bible says she asks him hard questions. He said, there is nothing that she asked that God hid from Solomon. He said that she fainted. He said there was no more spirit left in her. Then he said, they have told me. He said, but I did not believe. He said, but until I came. And he said, the half has not yet been told. Oh, hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap offering somebody. These are not just historical accounts. They are prophetic words to you and I today. Yes, it happened in the time of Solomon. I, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I, I'll say this and close. That next week I'll finish it. You know, certainly we'll finish next week. You know, the good news is this. We are greater than Solomon. We're not going to make the mistake Solomon made. Our wisdom will be greater than Solomon and our character will be greater than Solomon's. That's the good news. Another good news. Unlike Solomon's temple that was destroyed by the Babylonians, this temple will not be destroyed. Woo! The glory of this latter house will be greater than that of the former. Watch this. The former house, the, the church of the first century was destroyed. When would the church went into the dark ages? But this one will not be destroyed. This one will carry the glory of God and make disciples in every tribe, tongue, and kindred and will be raptured out here in a blaze of glory. So we end the story properly. We're not going to end like Solomon because a greater than Solomon is here. Talk to God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.